It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. My name is Aaron James. I'm a professor of philosophy at the University of California, Irvine. The standard way that some philosophers, but ordinary people think of meaning, the sort of meaning of life, or is there meaning, without really clarifying the question, is sort of framed by the existentialists like, like Sartre or Camus. The idea is there's a choice. Either we have sort of a cosmic story like given by religion or you know predestination or even karmic justice or you know something like that, a sort of grand, grand cosmic story. We either have that or we have absurdity. We have meaninglessness, right? Um, and now the short traditional religious proponent is going to say, no, we'll, we'll just double down on a sort of cosmic meaning, the correct story or even your favorite story or whatever. And the existentialists, the atheistic ones anyway, unlike Kierkegaard, say, well, no, that's out. So there's, there's no meaning. Um, life is absurd. And then the first philosophical question, as Camus says, is like, well, should I commit suicide? Why, why keep living if life's absurd? <laughs> you know, like, uh, but okay, so that's an ordinary frame, you know, people, when people have a sort of sense of crisis, you know, um, maybe it could be a midlife, ordinary midlife crisis. It could be a crisis of confidence or faith in, in government and society, you know, maybe from not feeling like you're getting your due or your type of people are not getting their due, uh, maybe just feeling isolated and alienated and uh, disconnected and stuff like that. So if what's lacking is a sort of people feel listless or, or lacking in meaning, they might be sort of hankering for something like a cosmic story, right? Um, something bigger of that kind that would sort of somehow make all this seem meaningful somehow, like somehow give you some bigger way of thinking about life so that you could get out of bed in the morning so that you would see a point again. You're not just doing it, you know, forcing yourself to get out of bed because you have to go to the bathroom and because, okay, I have to take care of my kids and my family or, you know, try to get a family or, you know, or I got a job and I'm going to be homeless if I don't keep working to pay the bills. Now, that's a really common way of thinking and, and I think it's wrong and it's just not sort of clear enough about the ways that, that life can be full of meaning or is full of meaning. 
I started off really interested in art projects, creative projects as a kid. I was really in the flow, as they say, on that stuff. But then um, as I got a little older, I discovered surfing and then just was just a surfer. Like that's all I did, <laughs> that's all I did was surfing. And um, what was amazing about that was it wasn't just a fun thing to do. It was like I discovered the meaning of life, which turn, it turns out to be the fountain of youth. You just keep doing this and you still like, um, and it, it's like, surfers you experience it as this just incredible discovery because what's the meaning of life well it's the meaning in life and that's just going surfing when the waves are on like there's a six foot south swell running the winds are offshore you know the tide is just right nothing else could matter it's so enthralling just even seeing the wind shift offshore so what is it about surfing itself that's sort of distinctively meaningful i mean it's it really has a lot of the elements kind of all mixed together so i mean you're, you're in the ocean, which is sublime in itself. But now these waves come from far away. It's just like pure power of just traveling through this medium, the water medium. You have to sort of attune yourself and position yourself so that you can harness the waves' propulsive forces. That, so that's already a mix of things. It's circumstances, this wave that's coming, doing whatever, and then it's your skillful ability to skillfully adapt to whatever the way the ocean is offering you in this moment. It's not just the ocean, by the way, in general, but it's the ocean as it interacts with the surf break that you're at. So the, the bottom contours of the wave and the offshore are gonna, the bathymetry, as they call it, is gonna shape how the wave is gonna crack. And you really, as you become skilled, you become really a, a, attuned to that, aware of that. You sense, you feel ahead of time. So you can sort of have a sense of what a wave is gonna do. And, and by that way, you position yourself with a lot of practice in a way so that you do the right things, you paddle and catch the wave on the surfboard, and then it's carrying you along, right? So, but now that's just beginner surfing. We're, 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 we barely got up to the feet, you know, so assuming you can get up to the feet, every part of that process of harnessing the wave's propulsive power as the wave's like peaks and maybe crests if it's a good wave, so it's reeling along, so there's a face, open face that you can sort of stay along if you do the right ad adaptation. So every movement along the way, you're you're like, First angling down the line of the line of the wave as it reels off. And then you're you're doing various turns like moving off the bottom and then up into the curl of the wave and then and then back to it. At a minimum, you're doing these adjustments so that you can stay in the propulsive flow power pocket, as they call, surfers call it, uh, of the wave. So you're making these constant attunements. You're already getting absorbed in this or that specific moment or task. You have to time those sort of changing wave moments as they happen so that you can stay in the flow of the wave and the power propulsive portion of it and be carried along through those different sections. When things are going well, you're in a state of adaptive attunement, as I call it, a bodily adaptive attunement to the waves changing the moments. Then this amazing coalescence happens. So there's the coalescence of wave moments that are fortunate, and then there's your skillful activity, which you're doing, and those two come together. And then you're being carried along by the wave and like by stringing together turns and maneuvers in this sort of beautiful pattern that emerges. But at the end of the wave, it's just like this tremendous release, you know, like because there's just, it's, it's this completely joyous uh, awareness. It's not just pleasure, it's so way beyond pleasure, right? Like all the, I mean, of course there's pleasure, but the pleasure is enjoyment and the enjoyment is about something. It's not just a, like, a, like a nice mental state like from you get from eating chocolate or something. It's about this whole dynamic, this fortunate coalescence that you've just been caught up with in. Everything had to come together, you know, 
not just in your repertoire practice over the years and your habitual, you know, practice of surfing and, and the repertoire you've developed, but all the ocean conditions coming together, you know, you avoiding the crowd just way to grab nab this wave. This was the good one. It's, it's a totally joyous thing, but the value of it isn't that it somehow adds up to something. There's something in the future that makes what happened before make sense. It's not that it's bigger and cosmic. I mean, it's big because you're connected with, you're really attuned, not just to the bot, the surf spot in front of you, but the whole ocean or the, or maybe to the other far away oceans. Like a lot of the storms, for example, on a south swell that would come to Southern California originate from this super storm that revolves around the bottom of the planet that sends up waves into the Indian Ocean around the Roaring 40th latitude, but then below Australia and through New Zealand up into the Pacific, like below Tahiti as well. So the same waves they get in South Africa, in Indonesia and Western Australia, the storm system is sending these storms up that I'll get and surf at my regular spot at lower trestles in Southern California. And so if you have an awareness of that, you have this attunement to like these planetary dynamics and the ocean, the ocean, vast ocean, the Pacific Ocean and the ocean connect. It's not cosmic. Maybe you're aware of the moon because the moon is adjusting the tides too. And the sun, of course, you know, like you're, you're surfing around the sun and you're putting on sunscreen so you're attuned to that. That's kind of cosmic, but that's like a really small part of the universe. I mean, we're way over in this tiny corner you know, like a vast, 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 vast universe, but it's dark and cold out there, man. Do any of these planets have oceans and waves? Like why would this sense of attunement and presence in nature that you have in certain, why would it be more meaningful? Cause it had some connection with interplanetary, you know, goings on or, or, or let alone the beginning or ends of the universe, you know, like going bigger, right? just doesn't seem to add much or going longer, right? It doesn't make it like make it eternal or whatever. It's like, okay, there's this like Groundhog Day issue, but it doesn't have to go on longer to be more meaningful. I mean, the meaning is complete in just the the, the wave itself or the, the great day of waves or the great run of waves over a course of a week. That's the meaning of it. That's enough to say, I'm glad to be alive rather than not. That it's great. I'm lucky. I'm fortunate. I mean, it's like that's this most beautiful and sublime way, this coalescence in nature and that you can go participate in and be completely absorbed in. I mean, that's like it. That's all of it. That's all that has to happen for life to be um, totally wonderful. And then so it's like, how do you organize a life later? Well, it's just about protecting that and making sure you can do that. Like, and like despite a work week that is telling you not to do that doesn't really care how much you serve or and then a society is telling you get more money get a house you know that's what you need to be respectable have a relationship stuff like that so as a as a surfer both because of the create my creative interest as a young but then just as a surfer right from the beginning sort of conventional life as expected to be a respect look just silly right it just looked totally out of touch with the meaning of life the manifest meaning of life if you look at surfing as a kind of microcosm of like meaning then I think if you tease out the elements, you can see a lot of what makes for meaning in a lot of other areas of life. And then you can celebrate them in the way surfers celebrate and love surfing. Making Meaning is a limited series from Ministry of Ideas. It is produced by me, Zachary Davis, and Jack Pombriand. If you enjoyed this episode, you can support us by sharing the show with your friends, subscribing, and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. For more information, visit our website at ministryofideas.org. You can connect with us on Twitter, where we're at Ministry of Ideas. 
You can also email us at Zachary at ministryofideas.org. We would love to hear from you. Ministry of Ideas is a proud member of Hub & Spoke, a Boston-centric collective of smart, idea-driven podcasts. You can check out all of our shows at hubspokeaudio.org.